The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I never get tired of that introduction, never at all. Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James. Here on the Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and encourage each other to live life through six elements. Those elements are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. We all have a story to tell, and today's guests are no different. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Today's first guest, a good friend of mine, born in El Salvador and raised in Baltimore, graduate from Towson University, we won't hold that against her, known for uplifting and giving back to the community. She is a mother, small business owner and a pillar to her community and others, please welcome insurance agent and CEO, Ms. Marisol Johnson. <laughs> welcome Marisol, how are you doing today? I'm good, good, thanks for having me. Well, well thank, thank you for joining, I know your schedule is is hectic as a small business owner, as a mother, uh, an entrepreneur. Yes. So I appreciate you taking the time. And, it, and, it, and it looks like you're, you're, you're outside. Out. So tell us, give us a real quick, what's, what's going on today? Um, I'm at a lacrosse game at Franklin High School for my middle daughter. So it's about half, it's halftime. So I stepped oh, away okay. to talk to you guys. Uh, well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. So, so first and foremost, let's kind of get, get in. Can you share with our viewers a little bit about uh, Miss Marisol Johnson? Give us a little, little background. Um, sure. So professionally, I own an insurance agency. Um, I've worked for an agent for four years, and I've had my own business, my own agency, for about 15 years now. Um, I've got a staff that is currently, I just hired two new people officially today that are working remotely. Um, so that's what I do for income. I also have some rental properties into real estate and those sort of things. Um, personally, I am a mother of four officially, three that I have birthed and one that I adopted. Um, and my, it's three daughters. So my, my three daughters that I'll talk about most are uh, 19, 14, and 13. And um, also, in a pers personally, I just try to be a, a good friend, have a social life with my family. And... Um, and then also support my mom and dad who are getting a little bit older and um, trying to make sure that like the whole family's taken care of. So that's a little bit about me. Well, I, I know that in terms of, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and establishing your own business, it, it's a hard balance between family life and, and friends. Tell us what does a typical day look like for, for Marisol Johnson? Um, so I don't really have a typical day. Um, I would say it depends. So I've got, you know, I've, I'm divorced. So 
I split custody of my kids um, with my, with my ex-husband. And so we work really, really well together, but I've got my kids 50% of the time. So the, the, that 50%, I am um, waking up early, dropping them off because they don't take the bus, um, going to the office or the gym, depending on the night of the week, hanging out with my friends. Um, I'm on a few boards, so it really depends. Um, on the day of the week and what month and what season we're in um, right now it's pretty busy at the office because it's tax season so we're getting a lot of people buying additional cars um and i'm ramping up my my, my sales team so um it there's no typical day there's no balance there's really like what people say that work-life balance mm. there's the, the average person i don't think really has a great balance right 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 because because either way i think right maybe one day is longer than the other um, but there's always constantly something something going on. So, I, I mean, I agree when it comes to that whole work-life balance. That's somewhat of a myth, I believe. But, you know, mm -hmm. so, so what's the name of, so, you know, you're a CEO, small business, insurance agent. Can you give us one, I guess, our viewers, the name of your agency and where you're located so they can uh, reach out sure. to you if they need? Yep, I own a State Farm Insurance Agency. So it's the Marisol Johnson State Farm Insurance Agency in Owings Mills. We're on Lakeside at 9351 Lakeside Boulevard. Um, I'm on Instagram at MJ underscore State Farm, same for Facebook. Um, and our phone number, which you can call or text is 410-902-7475. So that's that's our, our um, brick and mortar location, but you can reach us 24 hours a day at that phone number. And I, have, I pay for someone to answer the phone 24 hours a day. Nice, nice. And I believe you said, so you've been doing <clears throat> the State Farm, you know, agency had your own agency for, did you say 15 years? 15 years. Yep. January 1st was 15 years. So in, in terms of skills and, and education, um, what does that entail for folks that are looking to get into that insurance agency business? But what advice, what advice would you give them as well as uh, what education do you need? So I, um, I don't think many people grow up wanting to be an insurance agent. Nobody wakes up or is like, I want to be an insurance agent when they grow up. It's not like that's not a, a career path for anybody unless maybe your family's in it. So the advice that I would give is to do, to talk, if, if insurance is something that you, you want to get into, talk to other people that are in the industry that you know are going to give you um, the down and dirty as well as, I mean, it's a lucrative business. Insurance is required in the state of Maryland and that residual income that everybody talks about. Um, working for, working in insurance and sales and generally, it is a sales position. Like I would say my office is a sales office that gives excellent customer service, but our job is to sell. Our job is to help people um, recover from the unexpected through insurance and financial service products. Um, but I will say that it, it is a great, opportunity for folks that you don't have to have a college degree to get your Maryland and state insurance licenses. Um, I actually, you can actually have a felony. Um, it has to be an older okay. felony and it can't be um, um, like financially related, but I've got, I had a, I had a team member who had a 10 year old felony and he was able to get his Maryland insurance producer license. So it is a great opportunity if you've got the hustle, the drive, and if you can talk to people, I mean, the biggest thing is you're selling yourself all of the time. Um, you have to be able to pass two like two tests, the Maryland property and casualty test and the life and health exam. And beyond that, um, it's, it's all about your hustle. Mm -hmm. Ah, I like that word hustle and, and hustle you do have. So, you, you know, you talk about customers, um, let's let, I'm going to take the time. So those that are just joining and tuning in, 
We are talking with insurance agent slash CEO of Marisol Johnson, the State Farm Agency. Um, you know, your folks, you know, we do a little research because this is the exposure. And we're going to share with our viewers some of the, the things that your customers had to say. So oh, during our okay. research, one of the things they said, great, great State Farm team. They truly care for their customers. Um, and we don't need to disclose, but that was we thought that was very interesting. And yeah. then they also said, I've been working with Marisol and her team for 10 decades. They provide exemplary and support. They're like a good neighbor, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, because you hit excellence. Like a good neighbor, State yep. Farm is there. How does that make yep. you feel yep. when, you, when you, you get those yep. reviews, those comments? How does that make you feel? Um, I'm honored. I'm honestly honored to serve our community. Um, and that's what our job is. It's not to just sell insurance. Insurance is a promise to pay. So you leave, you, you call our office and you get insurance and all you're getting is a piece of paper with your insurance cards on it. So when you call and you have a question about your bill or your rate went up or you had a claim, it's, that's, when, that's when it's our time to shine. So um, the fact that we've had clients since day one, um, since 15 years ago and some for 10 decades, is that what they said? Um, but at least a decade, so for 10 years, uh, that is, that it's an honor to be able to serve the community. Yeah, it's an honor. Nice, nice. So at the at the same time now, when you talk about insurance, I mean, again, this is the exposed video. What happens when you get those not so happy customers um, that may sometimes have uh, less favorable uh, comments to, to? How do you handle those? Um, I try, and it's some relatively new. Like I'm always learning. When I first opened my agency marketing, I would just kind of like whatever i would throw whatever marketing tactic at the wall and whatever stuff I, I i would pursue it but if someone came to ask me ask me to sponsor a baseball team i would do that um i did all sorts of things but now i'm realizing that people really truly do they check the google reviews and so i try to respond positive or negative um i have one or two on there that i think one's an ex-employee and one is someone i don't even know they weren't even my client so if they're not a current client i will let them know like hey you know what i don't see you in my book of business but here's our number feel free to call but i respond to everybody um and a lot of it is rate based like people get upset when the rates go up and i wish i could control the rate because if we, if i could i wouldn't be paying for insurance i'd be have, i'd have free insurance but i don't i don't pay for the rate i mean i don't pay for the uh, i don't control the rate so I just try and sympathize. And then um, when it's a positive review, thank them when it's not so positive, uh, just figure out how we can we can solve it moving forward. But I acknowledge everybody. Okay, okay, well, that's that's fair. Let's talk about this. So what makes rates go up? That's, 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 a, that's a good, you know, probably a good segue, right? So what makes rates go up? Probably everyone wants to know what contributes to their individual rates going up. So it's a factor of thing, um, let me call it a mixing bowl. So it's the year make a model of your car, as everybody knows. Um, the red, color red car does not make your insurance more expensive. People still think that, but the <laughs> color of your car doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, your driving record is a huge influence. Tickets are accidents. Um, we only count actual tickets where you got pulled over by a police officer, not the red light cameras. Um, and the, the, the amount of the, the claim that was paid out. So a small fender bender is gonna count against you, but it's not gonna count as much as a $100,000 liability claim where you injured somebody else. Um, and your credit, credit is a huge factor now, which is relatively new within the last decade. 
and we were one of the last companies to um, use credit as a factor. But your insurance, cre your insurance credit, whether you switch from company to company, the longer the longer you're with the company, the le the lower your insurance your insurance rate is, um, and um, and if you if you get into non-pays, like if you let your policy cancel and restart, or if it you get to a place where it's about to cancel, we can see all the different companies share that information now. So if you're not consistently paying your insurance, it should be at like at the top of your list of one of those things to pay. Oh, there you have it, Marisol Johnson dropping some <laughs> gems as it pertains to insurance. And so what's some of the services? Again, so you think of insurance, mm -hmm. I think of you know home insurance, car insurance, boat, all those assets. Um, can you share us you know, additional services that I guess, sure. again, with insurance, what you uh, provide? Yep, absolutely. So as, as you said, home, home um, renters, business, um, car, any automobiles, uh, boats, motorcycles, spiders, can-ams, those sort of things. We also do short-term disability insurance. We do Medicare supplement. We do pet insurance. And our favorite product to talk about is life insurance. So um, we, every day, we're talking about how many people we talked about. I, I, my team has to measure how many people they've asked who's your life insurance currently with. Um, we, I compensate very well on the life insurance portion of the sales uh, because I'm just seeing in our community, the black and brown community, there's just not, there's, there's a need for life insurance that that legacy that we're leaving that um, generational wealth can be built through a $20 a month life insurance policy. It's so simple. Um, and so we need to just be asking people about it. Okay, okay. So, you know, so they have they have the saying with State Farm, uh, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, mm -hmm. But I think I, I saw something surrounding um, when my team was doing some investigating and doing some research. They had a, there was something regarding uh, um, building legacy wealth for the next legacy. I believe it was mm -hmm. on your Instagram. Mm hmm is that's a little different. Is that the uh, Marisol Johnson slogan? No, no. I mean, what is there's lots of different slogans. I mean, I think uh, like a good neighbor, safe friend is there is like their overarching slogan. But um, protect the ones you love, um, ensure your love, those sort of things. And um, there's like all these different give back situations too that State Farm has. But it's the, the legacy piece is something that's important because. Um, if, for instance, let's say I have, I have, I don't know, 20 people that have $100,000 worth of life insurance, and they all live in, mm -hmm. let's just say, the Owings Mills community, and they, they, they pass away. And we've got 20 people who now have $100,000 uh, in their benefits, their beneficiaries' pocket. That's $100,000 that we are putting back into the community, that we're able to put food in our children's mouths. That $100,000 is staying within that family, within that community. And it's such an inexpensive product. Um, granted, it's it's less expensive the younger you are. But if we could just invest just less than twenty dollars a month, sometimes twenty five, thirty dollars a month, back into our the next generation to leave that money. First of all, mm -hmm. I think that um, we wouldn't have. There's a lot of systemic problems, but we wouldn't have the issues that we have with, around poverty, around gun violence, around poor education. Because when you have a hundred thousand dollars in your pocket. Hopefully, we've got someone there educating you on how to spend it, but also we're 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 feeding back into the community that we're that we're that we're living in. 
So we try to make sure that we're, we're, we're benefiting the community that we live in, that we work in, that we play in, um, that we shop in, that we eat in. And in order to be able to do that, one of the things that we can do to keep our money in the community is through life insurance. And so that's that, that's that legacy piece. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Now, now how is it that again, with you're on these different boards, probably this is the better question. How, what, what first tell us, can you share with us those boards you're active on? Sure. Yeah. Or been um, a part of? Yep. Um, so right now, um, I'm an active board member on the Security Woodlawn Business Association um, is my most active board right now. In the last couple of years, I was on the Board of Child Care, um, the Foundation for Education Board, which is the nonprofit wing of Baltimore County Public Schools. And then I served as the vice chair of the Baltimore County School Board for five years. I was on the school board for five years and was vice chair for, for a little over a year. Um, so that's when that work-life balance um comes into play because that was that was a part-time unpaid job that was at least 20 hours a week when i was on the school board um so those that's where entrepreneurship actually has helped a lot because i'm able to do the things that i'm really 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 passionate about because i have a team back at my office working with my clients well i so i can be out in the community and with my family nice very very nice very nice so folks that's tuning in we are talking to Marisol John, uh, State Farm Insurance agent and CEO. She has her out in the office. Um, so Marisol, there's two questions that I always ask my guests, and I'm going to take this opportunity to ask one of them now. Um, I believe that everyone has a superpower. Tell us, tell our viewers, what is your superpower? I have two. Um, empathy which I'm just now in my 40s realizing is a superpower um, and building bridges between people. Um, similarly to you, I read your article, Building Connection. So if I find, if I see someone over here, if someone, I hear someone talking about something that they need, whatever the walk, whatever walk of life or whatever business um, opportunity that they're looking for, I usually know someone that I can connect them to, um, whether they've lost a job and they want to send me their resume or whether it's, um, you know, I've got a, a family that's on the verge of being homeless and we need to try and find them a sustainable place to live. I try and build those bridges in the community. But empathy is my first one, I think. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So so good good segue. I swear we're just like hitting things. I love when a plan comes <laughs> together. So, so who is calling you for your services these days, right? Because I think we, you and I, we know quite quite a few of the same people. Um, I know, generally speaking, sometimes folks have reached out to me to, to get a hold of you and, and things of that nature. A lot of different venues require insurance. So who's reaching out to you these days um, trying to get Marisol Johnson and, and her, her, her agency to, to do some work for them? Um, so the, on the insurance piece, it is definitely the, the events we try and help with them because um, having serving liquor and serving alcohol at some of the events if there's been any sort of incident it's hard to get the policy insured so i might not do it but i'll send it to a broker and i'll just be that that conduit again that bridge between the the broker and the, the person needing the insurance um and then i have a lot of folks who have had insurance i'm talking to more and more people about life insurance we're mm -hmm. getting older i'm getting older my friends are getting older and they're realizing that when when it's time to retire they leave their life insurance benefits behind from their federal job or their state job. Um, and so then they have to go out and get 
life insurance that isn't group life. Um, and so they're, they're starting to call me before they retire to get some life insurance and some sort of legacy plan in place. Um, and then on the other side, I mean, I, I was in the, I was in politics for a little while and I still am active just behind the scenes. So mm -hmm. I, um, with the most recent election, I helped with the GOTV and, um, with the Latino community trying to, uh, get them out to get them out to vote. And then just trying to touch like the Baltimore County, um, residents about who they should vote for, at least in have an informed voter in, in our county. Okay. Yeah, Latino, you El Salvador. Yes. How's yep. that your It's it's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Okay, okay. Um we're gonna keep things rolling, folks. We are speaking with Marisol Johnson, State Farm Insurance uh agent and CEO of her own agency. Uh so tell us what events slash activities um do you have uh happening in the in the, in the days coming i, I know I've, I've seen some things out there a couple of my folks said hey this is happening i think something's happening actually tomorrow can you give us a rundown in terms of any events activities that your organization that you're going to be part of whether it's you know your, your agency or just from a philanthropic standpoint because i know you do a lot of that as you mentioned sure um so tomorrow is a happy hour at the point um we're doing it with um a mortgage broker, a title company. Um, and so we're, that's happy hour at the point. There's a, you, I, I don't know how I can, you can go to my page and register to, I, I think it's on Eventbrite too. It's at the point, um, 5.30 to 8.30 tomorrow. And then I really, I'm just attending events. I'm really not throwing any of the, any events myself. I do hope to have like a customer appreciation and kind of get the community together um, in the probably May. And then I want to do, as I'm sitting here at Franklin, um, we're in a Franklin High School in, in Owings Mills. This area is in a, in a pretty well-off area, I would say. But there's parts of Baltimore County and Baltimore City where, um, like, you go to sports events and there's not enough um, sporting equipment. So I would love to do some sort of um, fundraiser around, like, bring your bring your old equipment with you, drop it off, and we can donate it to area schools. So something like that, probably around the go, like, when we go back to school um, in the spring or in the in the early fall. Okay. okay. So if I'm, I'm looking uh, what, for partners what, for that. I literally just thought of it. So I'll look for some partners ah, on that. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. And and we'll make sure we, we get some folks out there, get that information out um, so that they can maybe join and become become a partner. It's always good. You can do a lot more with partnerships. And I think that's a, that you're on the right track as always. You're, always. you're on the right track. What would you say inspires and, and motivates you? Because again, live, living a rich life, is it about those six principles? It's not just about financial freedom, um, but what would you say inspires and motivates you to to do what you do, to be a part of, to share your life, to be empathetic, etc.? What inspires and motivates you? Um, I think the biggest thing is I know that I, I have a purpose here. I was born in El Salvador. I was um, adopted at a young age. Um, both my parents, my parents who adopted me were Baltimore City principals. So I saw um, the contrast growing up in Northern Baltimore County to what the, the principals that they were schools at. And um, my story is that I was um, from a village in El Salvador, there's a civil war going on there. And I was found in a, um, a pile of dead bodies. And so I was a baby that was crying and a nurse uh, walked by and she, I'm not sorry, a nurse, a nun walked by and she heard me with another, I think a public official and so I was spared um, 
And so that was a, I was an infant. And so to have been adopted and been brought here to the United States with a family that loves me, I know that I have a purpose. And so um, even when I'm tired and I'm frustrated and I'm lonely and I'm sad and I'm hungry, I know that like at, at the end of the day, I have to keep going for my children because I want them to see, even though sometimes I feel like they don't notice anything, I'm hoping one day they'll look back and they'll be like, they'll be proud of mom. Um, so I'm my children inspire me, my team. I have an amazing team of women that work with me. Um, so I want to make sure that when I make money, they make money. When I prosper, they prosper. Mm -hmm. I'm always spreading the wealth. Um, and so, and then my community, like I think that my community inspires me. When I see families who have been displaced from whether it's, we had ice raids here in Ricerstown not a couple years ago, whether it's because they've lost jobs, the fires that we had just in Owings Mills, um, being able to give back to the community also inspires me. Wow, oh, so they had a big fire out in Owings Mills. I, I think I remember seeing something along those lines. So, yeah, we okay. had a, um, a, like a forest fire uh, last week, actually, I think last week, but there was some house fire, three or four houses right, right by my, um, by my home were, uh, were burned pretty badly and the cars were all inside and everybody got out safely, but it's those sort of things that like, you just never know. And insurance is one of those things that like, we're just, we're there just in case. So my life kind of runs full circle with, with insurance. Nice. Okay. Makes, makes sense to me. Makes, makes sense to me. Uh, so now let's get to that second question that I, I always like to ask my guests. And sometimes I think it's a trick question, but you know, when you think about the question, what does living a rich life mean to you? Mm -hmm. Is that the question? Um, what does it mean to me? So, <laughs> so um, I think, I think there's so many levels of rich. So, I think to many people, rich is mm -hmm. financially. And so I think I, I definitely want to live a financially stable surplus of income and, and, and wealth of rich life as far as money goes. But living a rich life is like, there's so many different aspects of it, right? Like I think you kind of mentioned it in your six, phil uh, philanthropy, living a healthy lifestyle. And for me, it's also just having uh, healthy relationships. I haven't always had the healthiest relationships. And so um, enriching my life through like mental health, through physical health and through nurturing friendships to me, as well as giving back is a rich life. It's not just one piece. It's not just money. Money makes money makes life easier. That's for sure. But it's not all about money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. What, so I, what I want to know is what separates you? Why should I, let's say, hey, Rich James, I'm looking for insurance. Why should I come and do business with Maricel Johnson's State Farm Agency? Uh, just our value, right? So we come with a policy. I can honestly tell you that every late young lady that works for me, um, they, that's what they say when they talk to their clients. I come to the, I come with a policy. So if you've got a, most, mm -hmm. most of my clients have our, our, myself and my team members' cell phone numbers. You can text our office, which is on my cell phone. Um, and it's just the value of the promise to pay. We are beyond the promise to pay. Insurance is about the promise to pay. We are, we are going to answer your insurance questions. We are going to help you with your bill. We're trying to get you the best rate possible. Um, I've got clients that come in and bring their BG&E bill with, to me because they're not sure how to decipher it. Uh, so we're, we are really just a one-stop shop. So when you talk about, and you're going to see me in the community, people, I see my clients out all the time. Um, and so 
you're never going to call my office and have to get a 1-800 number and talk to someone besides someone that I pay out of my pocket because my name's on the door, but my team is what is what uh, is what makes my my office so amazing. So it's the the value that each individual person brings to the to your policies is what okay. we what we bring what we add. I, I I like that. I like that. Now one of the things that again I I I've been there and and, and bear with me on this one. So I'm going to talk about your marketing strategy, right? What types of marketing strategies do you prefer to use? And I ask that question because one, I've seen where you've you've handed out things, and then mm -hmm. I've seen where I was like, oh, I want I've been there with you, and then uh, other case I'm not there with you, and I was like, oh yeah, she's she's left her mark, and mm -hmm. I hear the folks talking about, yeah, I'm going to actually call this this woman, and I'm like, I know her. What, so what types of marketing strategies do you do you prefer to use? Um, it's it's like I said at the beginning, it was throw it all at the wall, whatever fits, whatever fits, uh, wherever sticks. Now it is I pay for Google placement. So I've got some geotargeting ads um, and that's a big chunk of my budget monthly. Um, I do um, Internet leads. I buy insurance leads from three different vendors. I mm -hmm. do some warm transfers. So I pay for another company that will um, they do a lot of uh, marketing and they'll have the, the warm transfers sent over to us. I have a call center of high school students that are there after school um, to get to get credit and I pay, it's a paid internship. So I do a call center um, and then just social media and the guerrilla marketing, I call it like the street marketing, passing out pens and that kind of stuff. Um, and then really like I, I think that we are, we are full of integrity. So people want to come back to our office. Um, even if we can't get them the best rate, like I just had a client she sent me a copy of her policy and we were we were less expensive but the dedu our deductible was way higher and i was like you know what i want your business but if you've got a claim you're gonna have to pay a much higher deductible so i think that where that personal marketing um will will get us referrals and, and building um okay. community influencers right right absolutely so folks again we are talking to marisol johnson we are talking uh telling her story pretty much she's telling her story um one of the things i heard you mention and and this is sometimes a struggle i do some project management work as well when it comes to different terminology right mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. folks believe it or not when you say the word deductible they, they yeah they don't know what a deductible is can, mm -hmm. can you tell us what is a, a deductible yeah absolutely and honestly and that's one of the things we try and take the like embarrassment or the the late we, we try and explain all of the, co the coverages because until i was in insurance i didn't know anything about it mm -hmm. so your deductible is what you pay out of pocket before your insurance kicks in so it's kind of like your um for health insurance if you have a one thousand dollar deductible you're paying everything up to that one thousand dollars for your car insurance there's two deductibles your first is collision so it's at, if you're in an accident that's your fault and you collide into something, whether it's just a curb because you slipped on some black ice or you collide into a parked car or a moving car or a building, that's collision. You collided into something, you pay your deductible and then State Farm will pay everything after that. Um, and then the other one is comprehensive. So that's uh, anything that happens to your car that's out of your control. So if, um, it, it gets stolen, if, it gets, if it's vandalized, if a tree falls on it, if your windshield breaks, um, if it, if it lights and like if it catches on fire, that's anything that happens to your car, you pay your deductible and then State Farm will pay for everything after that. 
appreciate that. Appreciate the terminology. Again, some folks don't know. So we like to have a little fun on, on Be Exposed Radio sometimes, right? So as you mentioned, insurance is is it's a hustle sometimes. It's about sales, right? So I'm gonna ask you, Miami. Sell me this remote. Can you do that? <laughs> sure, I can. Um, sure. Um, all remote. right, so sure, sure. What's what's your name? What's your name? Excuse me? What's your uh, name? Rich. Rich? Okay, nice to Richard meet you. Uh, Rich, nice so to... I have this remote here. Um, and let me ask you, what are you looking for when you're out looking for a remote? What's important to you when you're looking for that remote, when you're buying a remote? Um, so one that it, it works, it has the functionality okay. to turn the volume up, change the channel. Um, okay. Voice command. Okay, perfect, perfect. I, I like all those same things. Yep, I absolutely, I, I completely relate. Those are all important attributes for me when I'm buying a remote as well. Um, so I have this remote here. Um, it actually has all of those functionalities, plus it's got some color coding. I saw some red and some green on there as far as like probably channel and um, power and channel and things like that. Um, looks like you can you can click right onto Netflix. You Do you have any of those streaming channels? Do you use any of the streaming channels? I do. I do. Okay. Okay. Perfect. This remote has the streaming channels capability. So everything that you're asking for, plus um, some extras. And this price is is price important to you when you're looking for a new remote? It, the price price is you know it's, okay. it's not too bad, but as long as it has everything I need, I'm okay with paying. Okay. 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 Good. Well, this definitely has everything you need plus some. But most importantly, if something happens to it, if you need new batteries or you're not sure how to install those new batteries, you can call me. And my name is Marisol, and I'm going to give you my personal contact information. So if this doesn't uh, meet your needs, we're going to find something that, that does meet your needs. How does that sound? I'm a part of the move. I got <laughs> it. I'm, <how> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> right. That was good. That was good. That was good. I remember that from back in my, my days of telemarketing. Oh mm -hmm. goodness, that I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's funny. We ask, like, so when we and when I interview people, I ask them, I give them a pen and I ask them to buy the, to sell this pen. And my team, I hate, I don't like role playing like this, but I have to do it. My team has to do it because it makes you so much more comfortable when you're in real life situations because we hear it all the time. Like, I can't afford it, or I don't need life insurance, or I have it through work. So if we keep practicing, it, it just becomes practice doesn't make perfect. Practice just makes uh, makes makes you do it. I don't know correctly. It's not perfect though. Practice makers. No, no. There's a saying for it, but yeah, we're yeah. not perfect. My 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 co coach used to say to me. He said, "No, practice not practice makes perfect a perfect practice." Mm -hmm. trying, you know, that that's what makes perfect. You know, yeah. you never get that, but you keep trying, keep trying. Yep. Um. So so one of the things I heard you constantly mention was, um, again, and I think you've shared. Um, building trust with your clients. How do you build trust with the folks that you know, with with your team, and ultimately, I mean, the folks that you know work for you. But I, I'll say team in this perspective. How do you build trust with? Yeah, and that's what I call them. I call them my team. I don't usually. You'll rarely hear me say employees. Um, so they are my team. So when I interview, the interview process it starts there. So I interview everybody over the phone, and then if I like them, I bring them in, and my team takes them out to lunch. So I, they spend more um, awake time, more more time with the with 
the team than they do with uh, anybody else. So I want my team, I want them to, I want my team to like them. When people say you don't have to like who you work with, maybe you don't in a large office where you're in cubicles, but there's only five of us in there and we work so closely together that they actually do have to like and respect each other. So I get their buy-in because their, their opinion truly matters. Um, and then as a small business owner, they make a, they make a, a pretty good base, but it's really off of, they make a significant money, amount of money off of their commission. Um, so I pay my team well. But if I get a reward, so we get a we get a state of travel trip every year. If I'm rewarded, my team is rewarded. So my one of my um, team members is going. She didn't want to travel anywhere overseas on a plane. So I have a big house at Airbnb for her and her family um, in Atlantic City on the ocean this this summer for a week. So um, yep. So if I travel, if I get some sort of reward, I try and reimburse. I, I give my team that same reward because I wouldn't be there without them. Um, and so it's and, and I do everything that they that they can do. I answer the phone. I take billing questions. I'm not there nearly as often as them, but I'm willing to do all the stuff that they do. I'm not above it. That, that, no, that, that makes sense. You got to be able to, you know, you, you should have, there's, there should be no level of, hey, I won't do this. I won't do that. Right. Some things I, I've seen in, in corporate America, no one's beyond reproach mm -hmm. to do certain things. Plus, I, I yeah. Yeah, plus I don't want to be handcuffed. I mean, God forbid I've got a coup and everybody leaves and I don't know how to quote an auto policy anymore. I'm screwed. I have to like I have to stay on top of it as well. So it's it's it works both right. ways. So when it comes to licensing for is that and again for those folks that are just tuning in and watching, we're talking with Marisol, State Farm Insurance Agent, um, CEO of her own agency. So when it comes to those licensing yeah, that you mentioned, is that something that you have to do annually or is it a one-time thing? Again, for folks that might get into this business. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a one-time, sorry, the lacrosse team is passing by. Um, <laughs> but it's just a one-time uh, exam that you take. I put, I pay for the, the, um, the class and I pay for your first test. You can do it online, but I, I send my team to, to the class, but it's a one-time test. And then every two years you have to get, you do your continuing education, which you can do online. Um, but as long as you, you pay your renewal fee, which is I think $100 every two years, you can have that license forever. Even if you leave my office, you can go anywhere and do something insurance related, whether it's um, you can do title work or you can do um, work at a bail bonds place, property casualty will follow you everywhere. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right. So is there anything, um, again, for those, again, as you mentioned, it's not something that folks initially think about when they, when they come out of school or say, Hey, I'm going to get into insurance. But again, yeah. it, it seems like it, it's worked well for you. Again, it's you're using skills and, and that, that, that you naturally have. Um, any, any gems you want to drop for those, um, that might be interested in, in getting in this business? Um, I would say that's insurance, but I would say State Farm specifically because that's what I know about is the best kept secret. I mean, we, um, it, I hustled very, very hard the first couple of years. I didn't make, I'm very open with a, I made no money. I made negative money the first couple of years. Um, and then every year after I've been able to grow my book and I, I make a good living. Um, I support my children and I have a home and cars and, and I don't work in the office all that hard. I'm always working, I'm always promoting, but I'm not in the office that hard. I mean, that, that, that long. So I would say that insurance is one of the best kept secrets because again, it's required by the state of Maryland. 
it's that residual income that as long as the people that you've brought into the office, into your book of business, as long as they pay their premiums every month or every six months, you're just going to keep, you know, making, making commission off of that. So if it's something that you're at all interested in and you can sell and you can talk to people and you can take rejection, um, insurance might be the way to go. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you, Marisol, for joining us. Um, I'm going to let you get back to, to, to the family and, um, and hopefully uh, good luck. And they, maybe they, hopefully they won the game. I do have one question that my viewers want to know. Mm-hmm. Have you met Jake? <laughs> I have met Jake. I have. <laughs> yeah, we had a, um, our national conference last year, and a handful of a handful of us were able to um, to to meet him, uh, depending on our level. So yes, I got to meet Jake. Jake from State Farm. If you haven't Jake seen the State commercial. Farm. <laughs> yeah, okay. and it's actually just it's just really quickly. So we actually everybody knows we had a white Jake for a long time, um, and it was like that guy with the khaki pants in the basement and. Um, and we, Steve Stout, who um, was the marketing director for something very large, I want to say like one, like he he did marketing and A and R for for Diddy and stuff like that for a long time. They State Farm hired him, and so they changed the 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 white Jake to the black Jake. And our since then, I think State Farm's done a really good job at at diversifying the agent force, the uh, and then the the corporate side. And so um, we have two Jakes, but the Jake that we know, the one that looks like Drake, um, is is our Jake from State Farm, and he's 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 really honestly out there in the community doing some pretty cool things. So, but yes, I met Jake. That was a long answer. Uh, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. Well, again, thank you for joining. Uh, look forward thank to you. connecting. Uh, good luck in future endeavors, and I'm sure I will be talking with you again very soon. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. All right, folks, there you have it. We were talking with uh, Marisol Johnson, uh, CEO, State Farm agent of State Farm Agency. She is located in Owens Mills, and um, she's doing some wonderful things. Again, good, good person, great personality, and even better energy. So um, we're going to take a quick 20-second uh, commercial break. Um, and then we're going to get right back with our second guest. So again, come back in 20 seconds. Check out this commercial. This is Rich James living a rich life here on BeExposedRadio.com. We'll be right back. The Style Lounge Boutique. For a different caliber of service, the Style Lounge Boutique. For clothing that fits your lifestyle. The Style Lounge Boutique at 1734 Maryland Avenue. Trust me, you're going to love this year. And we're back. And we're back. So coming up next, uh, we have a special guest. Uh, she's pretty much... Uh, someone right after my own heart. Um, she is considered to be the Charm City Maverick, uh, or a Maverin. Let me let me make sure I, I, I say that right. The Charm City Maverin, I wanna say Maverick. She is a very charismatic and influential figure um, based right here in Baltimore, Maryland. 
Um, so put your hands together. And we've been trying to do this for a while. Put your hands together for Miss Kendra Nelson. Hey, hey, Rich. How are you? Good. 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 Yeah. Can you hear me okay? I can. I can. Okay. I'm All not right. sure. So it's okay. Yeah. So it, it, this is long overdue. It is. It is. <laughs> like really long. So tell us, first tell you is tell us um, a little bit about yourself. Okay. So first, just have to correct me just a little bit. I go by the Charm City Maven. So it's oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Incidentally enough, hey, no problem. Incidentally, I um I did go by Maverick for a little while. And I do like that name. I mean, Maverick means just still like off on your own, you're a, a, a rebel, and I definitely have that rebel spirit. But I thought that Maven kind of made more sense for what it is and what I do because I consider myself uh, an expert. I'm a person who just happens to know a lot, not only about the city, like my name, my actual name, Kendra. Um, the, it's an old English name that means knowledgeable. So I felt like that was like a better fit. So a few years ago, I, I changed over my Instagram handle and then took on this persona, this brand of the Chomp City Maven. Um, so that's at least a little bit of information about my name. What else would you like to know? Oh, well, that's that's again. So let, let me let me let me bring it back in right. So folks okay. joining us here today on Living a Rich Life, long overdue, please welcome. Kendra Nelson, who goes by the name or goes by the Charm City Maven. Yay! We did it. <laughs> I tell you, Monty, Monty is probably it's just because he tears me up. He he will let me know when I slaughter a name. So you're not the first. Okay. And, and you will you will not be the last. So yeah, you're yeah. a Baltimore Baltimore native. Yes, West Baltimore Parkites, born and raised, currently live. Um, I, I, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my, of my hometown. Okay. And as I mentioned, I think, you know, in terms of some of the things we're, we're very similar, um, other than I'm a native New Yorker and, and I put my roots down here in Baltimore, but a lot of the things that you do, you provide knowledge of the city, history, entertainment scene, things of that nature, right? Tell us, so tell us a little bit about that line of the work that you'd be doing, that you're doing there. Yes. So um, I, um, the Chum City Maven is a content creator, um, creative concept. I do digital marketing, uh, which essentially the purpose is to highlight um, the city in, in a way I'm not um, attached to like other lar larger PR firms. Um, and for me, I actually think that's a benefit because I get to give you a very realistic day-to-day -day view of what it is to be a resident here to like live and thrive here. And how I showcase that, um, I'm all about fun. So I like to let people know, like, where is the latest festival that's happening? What is the restaurant that you need to check out? What happy hour are you looking for? Who's this great, you know, like group or um, even musical act that you probably should stay on top of? That type of information, as well as the history, like you said, just even a simple knowledge, a directional knowledge base of East and West Baltimore, which tends to be a bit of a conflict depending upon who you talk to. But um, I mean, I definitely know the area. I know the secret spots that you can go and hang out, um, the, the natural spaces. 
Um, I know I know quite a bit, and it's because I've experienced it. And I know that we have a lot of tourists that come through. We have a lot of um, transplants like yourself that come. And sometimes they need a guide just to get their, uh, their feet up under them to really understand um, the beauty that it is to live in Baltimore. A lot of people come here in their late 20s when they might start. I met a, a lot of friends really from college when I was at Morgan. A lot of people from New York, New Jersey, or PG County, um, or even in addition to that, they would be people people who come now post-grad or in later life, but they usually come here for work. So with Johns Hopkins being one of the top employers here, um, and then with DC changing so much, a lot of we have like a lot of influx of transplants as well. And I um, I'm here as a service essentially to let them know that this is a dynamic community uh, with a great culture, and we do invite you in. Um, but so long as you understand, like that, we we have like our own thing. We have our own vibe too. Right, right. And, and not, you know the bad PR that we've received previously. Absolutely. Absolutely. I understand that working with quite a few different folks, uh, whether it's DJs, you know, different personalities, folks come in. But yeah, because uh, Baltimore has a lot to offer and, and a lot of talent and a lot of mm -hmm. talent. So can you share with our audience um, how they can get in contact with you if they are looking to use your services in any form or fashion? Sure. Um, so they can reach me at hello at thecharmcitymaven.com. Just never forget the the. Um, and or, or on Instagram, which would also be the same, the Charm City Maven. Okay. So tell us, what what what's the latest and greatest, since I have you here now, the, water, the, the weather's getting warm. Yes. Right? Folks want to be out. Can you share with us any events and activities that are uh, in the days ahead? In the days ahead? Well, let's say, let's, there are two big events, and I'm sure that everybody knows, but just in case, we have two big things coming up, and that would be AFRAM, which is taking place at Drew Hill Park, um, and that's the one the weekend of Juneteenth, um, and which is, I believe the date is like 18th or 19th, um, like I don't have a calendar in front of me, but I definitely know it's that weekend in the mm -hmm. teens, and then even before that, we have the, uh, the Preakness race which is the second leg of the Triple Crown. So basically, horses have to come through Baltimore before they can even say that they deserve to be at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> so okay. like you got, they got to spin the block in West Baltimore before they can, uh, you know, run the horse. <laughs> yeah, because that Preakness is, where, where is that located? That's like off of Northern. Yeah, that, it, well, it's in Park Heights. Park Heights. We'll leave it at we'll leave it at that. So right. it's in Park Heights. Yeah. Uh, right. So it's, it's directly in my neighborhood. I could walk to it. Okay. You know? okay. But on the smaller end, or I would say like on the last grand scale, even if you're asking me about something that happens this week, um, in terms of uh the weather is nice. So a lot of people are looking for like outside dining. Um, I was just at Guilford Hall Brewery yesterday. They have a great whiskey bar. Um, but places, I, I like to look for places that are not directly at the harbor, though the harbor is great, or downtown in Fells Point is nice as well. Um, but areas in Hampton, there's like all sorts of new spots that are just like popping up, and this is just the perfect weather to be outside. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, there's always two questions I'll ask my guests, we're going to get to those, but what, what, what inspires and motivates you? to to be the, the charm city 
Maybe. Now again, because Charm City, that's pretty that's pretty big. Um it's even bigger for me to say that I'm Baltimore's best ambassador. Um, so what inspires me is that truthfully and honestly, we talk about gentrification and uh the rapid change that's happening in Baltimore. Uh, we talk about that and we talk about the bad uh public relations, the, the, the media um, exploitation that we've had of the city. And I just felt that I was not being represented um, as a person who actually is a living resident here who's having a thriving life. So what motivates me really is just to set the record straight. Mm, okay. I like I like that. I like that. What does a, you know, and I, I get called out on this when I ask what does a typical day look like for you? But I'm just going to say this. Mm -hmm. What does your day look like on an ongoing basis? <laughs> on an ongoing basis, it looks like I am here, there, everywhere, <laughs> pretty much almost like Bella Bell. Um, I do branding and marketing uh, for one of my children's school, um, which is a West Baltimore school by the name of Creative City Public Charter School. And mm -hmm. it's an arts and integration based and project based elementary school. Um, I love that the school um, fosters the idea of children can learn through play and through art, and that facilitates uh, critical thinking. Um, so really, my day starts there. Well, no, my day starts there, but my day also involves coffee. So <laughs> specifically stopping by like a local cafe, I, I like I definitely am a person who needs to start their day uh, with coffee. I'm not the person who likes to brew theirs at home. So I'm definitely stopping at, you know, whatever local uh, shop that I can. Um, and then just like a lot of running around, meeting people, um, just on the days that I don't have to work, I really let my curiosity, you know, take me wherever the day happens to take me. So if there's a street that I haven't pulled into in a long time or never at all, if there's just something that I haven't noticed, like I, I can slow down just a little bit and see exactly, mm -hmm. you know, okay, well, what is this building? What do they do? Who is behind it? Who who created this? How long has this been there? And those are the questions mm -hmm. I ask myself, like really on a day to day basis. And it's um, it's crazy the type of curiosity, what curiosity can like bring out of you. Absolutely, absolutely. So Kendra, tell us what is your superpower? The super brain, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you now you sound like Jesse Jackson, just making yeah. up words, making oh. up. Your brain's a superpower. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll take that. I'll take that. And, and the other question I generally like to ask when you hear the term again, I always like to kick off what living a rich life uh, is. And, and to mm -hmm. me, it's different for everyone. So for me, living a rich life is good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences and philanthropy. So when I think of, you know, in, in my engagement with you, definitely extraordinary experiences, right? Charm City, mm -hmm. Maven. I've seen it. I've been there. I've been a part of it. Um, yep. Again, you always look very good. So we'll, we'll just say good health. I've yes. seen we have some of the, the similar friends. So I, you have some pretty good relationships. But again, that's my take on what living a rich life is. So I ask you the question, what, what does living a rich life mean to you? Well, so I'm I'm all in on all your elements of living a rich life. Um, if I had to add something, I would add um, living a rich life is just the ability to dream greater. 
for for yourself and for the future to build on that. Like your life is, it may be rich, but it could probably be so much richer. And whatever it takes to you know move the needle mm-hmm. forward in order to make that happen, it's it's worth at least the consideration. It's it, it's I don't think uh, my favorite uh, Jay Z quote is "Difficult takes a day, impossible takes a week." And for that for that that means that like no is not an option. Don't say that something can't happen. Uh, maybe not in the timeline that you want it, but you can certainly move the needle. You, you'd be surprised. Um, you know, how how you can touch somebody to, to change the trajectory of the entire world. It has happened. It continues to happen. And there's no reason to think that you can't be that person who does that. Absolutely. I, I love it. I love that response. So tell us, uh, the Charm City Maven, um, like I said, the weather is getting better. What, what, what do you have in store for yourself? Let alone well, others, right? Not just connected Tell us what you have in store for yourself. Right. So uh, Top Golf has been uh, in our neighborhood for probably about a year now. Well, maybe it hasn't even been a full year, but I have not been. So actually, my birthday happens on Friday, and I intend on this Friday. Yep. Wow. I might somebody gonna get fired because they should have they should have told me that. I, I, <laughs> happy, happy birthday! Happy Thank birthday! You. Thank early, you. Early birthday celebration. Yeah, so I'll be out celebrating. Um, I don't play golf, but I mean, it's no way that I can can resist resist a premier like attraction. And you know, I'm older, so I'm not necessarily buying tables at the club. But I figured I could go ahead and you know buy a section at the golf resort. You know, like the fun entertainment space, and that's what I'm doing. So I'll be outside. I love it. She said, "I am not buying section at." The club, no. okay, a little top, a little top golf. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I keep saying I'm gonna try that, but I, I'm, I'm not a golfer either. And I think it's just a matter of swinging, like teeing off, so to speak. Right. If you're familiar I with mean, that. Just. But it probably, I mean, and you're right. It probably is. But for I, I'm not a big bowler either. But I've gone bowling. I know how fun that can be when you have a whole bunch of friends and you know you, there's food and there's drinks involved. So you know it's just like a good secondary atmosphere. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. I don't think that I'll play well at all, but I think that it'll be fun. Okay. So what what advice would you give our audience, our viewers, in terms of you know, if if they want to be, you know, again from an entrepreneur standpoint, mm-hmm. what what advice would you give our viewers just to uh, kind of move things forward for them? Sure. So I'm actually only one year in my entrepreneurial journey. So okay. like this is in my in, in my entrepreneurial journey is that of 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 marketing. So marketing and advertising, and the best advice that I would give a person is that there's no overnight success um, and that there's a compounding effect of the work that you put in um, today. So like to expect that the fast payoff, you won't have it. You can't even rely really on your, on your passion. You just have to rely on the idea that if you keep on chipping away at something, if you keep on building, eventually it will pay off. And um, and and also the advice that I would make is uh, that I would give is um, the things that you like to do, you would be surprised the career that you can make out of it. I mean, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in today's world, 
us being able to talk the way that we, you know, we are to be able to have media at our disposal, uh, at our disposal is actually make things that much e easier. Um, there are a lot of people in this space, but there's only one you. And so there, there's really still no competition. Um, and so the best advice that I would give is uh, look at the things that you're interested in and really take the time to see, well, if this is something that you could build on and then kind of enjoy the ride. Um, I didn't I didn't exactly have this plan. When I started a year ago, I thought that I would really be heavy on being the event curator, that I would actually be that person. I found out that I like promoting events and putting and showcasing other people more so than actually doing um, creating the event myself. If they they are aligned, they're very close. But even with that, there's still a small focus of something very specific that I do. And I, I and I always love just telling people, "Hey, did you know about this?" And it um, and in the real world, when that actually happens, um, when I get to actually experience other people finding out about something, like it literally makes my day. Like it's so much joy. It's like, oh, okay, like because you get to see the excitement in their eyes, and it makes me so happy. Absolutely. I can co-sign on that. I think um, living a rich life has evolved tremendously, um, more than I anticipated. And it all came from, again, shouts out to my guy, D. Chase, who said, hey, you know, you, you got a gift and you should be doing it. And then I made some connections and then, you know, lo and behold, got on Be Exposed Radio and things kind of took off there. You know, so for, I don't do promoting. I'm not a promoter. I'm not an event producer. But as a result, it allowed me to get into that avenue mm -hmm. um, and, again, to generate uh, some income as well. So I know exactly what you mean um, right. in terms of, again, that's why I said I checked out your bio and you know, my team was like, hey, you know, you, you folks, y'all are similar in nature. Um, yeah. And again, we've just been trying to connect for so, so long. So thank you again for joining. Right. Um, for those that are just tuning in and, and, and chiming in. We are talking with Kendra Nelson, the Charm City Maven. Um, again, she knows all things Baltimore, and you can get a hold of her. Again, if you could provide your Instagram and your Facebook and Twitter, all that other good stuff. Yeah. Do you have a website? So I do have a website. It has a blog. I'm not. I have not been keeping up with my writing, so to speak. Um, but I should. Um, there's even a, a quick. Um, take on uh, Reginald F. Lewis, who is um, the first billionaire and he's from Baltimore and he has a crazy story. Um, well, he has a crazy and yet inspiring story. And because I have been so into learning about not marketing, but just business on a whole um, and just like the history, like you mentioned, like the history of Baltimore, it just was very interesting to me to even find out about him. And I wanted other people to know because he had such a short life. He died, I believe, at like 52. Um, but he went to Harvard without even applying to it. Um, he was he did uh, acquisitions of companies and mergers. And that's kind of and that's how he had his money. He also was a lawyer. He worked. He helped front. Um, he helped bring money in for Jesse Jackson as he ran for his campaign. So he just was a, a, a maverick. Like, so he definitely is like a person to look into. So that blog is actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, th- yeah, we had, had a little technical glitch right there. It's, real quick. it's okay. <laughs> I was yeah. just talking about Reginald F. Lewis, so you know he's yes, he's, yes, ab- yeah. absolutely. So one one of the things, so you're gonna start writing on your blog a little more. And Love and Basketball, by the way, was one of my favorite movies. Oh yes, yeah. You know what? Surprisingly, it's not my favorite, but it made sense. So I mean, now that you mention it, like one of the blog posts that I did put on there. Um, was uh, just basically a a more expanded curated list of everything that was happening in February. So we um, have been the host city for the CIAA tournament. Um, And then, of course, February is generally known, you know, it's the lover's month for Valentine's Day. Um, So to me, it just made sense from like a marketing standpoint. And obviously, I do cater to a Black audience. So it just made sense for me to title it Love and Basketball. So it, you know, I, and I've just promoted Valentine's Day events, and then of course everything that was happening with the CIAA, which was so much fun. Yes, absolutely, a lot, lot going on, a lot yes. going on. Um, so since you did mention um, again the, the, the website, which I was going to get into, but I figured now's a good time than than any. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things says I'm I'm not like a regular mom; I'm a cool mom. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that. What what is that about? So um, I'm a mom. <laughs> I have two children. Um, my eldest is 12. Um, I, and I also have a, a my, I have a 12 year old girl and a six year old boy. I also have a dog, which might bark at any time. So I apologize in advance for that. Um, I like to say that I have two kids, a cat and a dog and a mortgage. Um, and I lay all that out because I'm also a single mom. Um, but I'm a single mom, and it's, and it's fair to mention that actually this week happens to be Black Maternal Health Week, um, and Black Maternal Health is basically the idea of um, putting a focus on making sure that um, Black women, Black mothers are fully seen and fully, uh, there are a lot of things that are happening in terms of uh I guess the scope of what is available in terms of our of our health, and we're mm-hmm. largely ignored, despite the fact that we um, are the caretakers of our community. Um, but all of this to say, it, as heavy as that sounds, I like to let people know that I I am the cool mom. I try to uh, I, I largely cater to um, black mothers. And I like to let them know that it is okay to still have an identity outside of that and still be fun and figure out how you can incorporate your life in, uh, along with your children and still just have like a, a, a thrive in time. I, there is too much stigmatization around being a black single mother. Um, again, all of these things that have a bad PR um, in terms of around what that looks like. And even though I, I, I do have two children, I'm not married. That doesn't mean that my life is not any less worthy. It's not any less zestful. Mm-hmm. And um, I do like to hang out and I put a focus and a premium on identifying the joys of my life, of my life, not just my children's. Right, right. So, but my kids whole, are cool too, <laughs> so, the whole, so, so let's talk about the five tips for going out as a mom. Uh, yes. Right. So tip tip number one, you talk about style. Right. Um, um, step, uh, I'll see if I can rem- remember, but I'll, I'll tell you right now. It's definitely about comfort. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely about comfort. Um, more than likely, your body has changed, or even if your body hasn't changed, more than likely, your image of your body has changed. 
and um, comfort kind of helps uh, uh, accommodate for that. Not to mention that we're post-pandemic and everybody is in some version of uh, athleisure anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also say comfort down to the shoes. I'm not necessarily in the four inch heels that I used to be, at least not for eight hours or 10 hours like I used to be when I was younger. So now we're doing maybe a smaller heel, a chunkier heel. Tennis shoes are okay. <laughs> you and I were just at um, uh, a, the sneaker ball event. Uh, so, you know, like it was dress, uh, dress, uh, well, I wore a dress and then I also had tennis shoes on and that was kind of the theme. So, yeah, that would be tip number one. Um, Another tip is that you can identify other days out of the week besides going out on the weekend, and you're more apt to get a babysitter. So, Kendra, one of those things, right? So, go out on a weekday, right? Now, I used to, mm-hmm. you know, my younger days, the weekend started on Wednesdays. Um, and I think it's okay going to, but as I got, you know, older, I'm okay with being in my house. But I think, again, going back to your point, you don't have to wait to the weekend to actually go out, right? So go out mm-hmm. on the weekdays, number two. Okay, I, I, I digress. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's calmer. You might catch some specials. It might be more economical. Even, you know, we're talking about not even just date dates, but your friend dates. You know, mm-hmm. when you just want to hang out with the girls. Like, you may not want to, you don't have to just think that it's just only like you don't just live for the weekend. And that's just my general sense. Mm. But also there are a lot of people who think that's the only time you can go outside. It's like there's so many things to do in between time. Don't just live for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Number three, give yourself some time. Give yourself some time. Tell us about that. Yeah. If it's not, um, you know, if there's however you choose to put yourself together, if you're doing it with children in tandem, I promise you, you're going to be interrupted. <laughs> I promise you. I've been already interrupted in, in the time of this podcast. So, like, you're going to be interrupted. So you might as well give yourself some time, iron that in. If you, if you used to be able to get 20 minutes out the door, you might as well tackle an extra 20 minutes because you definitely will need that time just to accommodate, you know, the, the wills and the needs of your children. And if you go in having that expectation, it won't fluster you. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Number four, in, invite your kid-free friends. Yes. So I, I like that tip probably second most of all. And I'll tell you why. There what they they there are a lot of rich aunties around. <laughs> <laughs> and we love the rich rich aunties. But what I heard from a rich auntie was that. She felt as though it was always an expectation for her to reach out to her friends who who were the mothers. That the the request, the invite, laid squarely on their um, on their shoulders. And I felt like that was I could empathize with that, and I felt like that was unfair. So really, in that article, it's my plea to let you know, like, no, in, invite those people out. Like they're still your friends. You still have a responsibility to your friendship. Uh, to have, you know, the a, a balance. So it never should fall on anybody's shoulder right. to cultivate a friendship. And I, it does not matter that you have, you know, little ones. And so uh, you want them to empathize with you. You're, you have rich auntie friends, but you also have to be empathetic to them and 
Uh, a lot of people don't have discussions uh, about how they plan to navigate that relationship that's also changing. People often talk about the relationship with their partner that may change, but friendships do change as well. And, but there's our, you could overcome that hurdle by having a conversation, by checking in with your friends. If you truly believe, it's one of your tenets, right? Actually, you know, cultivating the relationships that you have. If you truly believe in that, you'll make sure that you'll continue to reach out and invite your, you know, your you're a single, uh, well, not single, but you're childless friends. Okay, that, that's yeah. what's up. And rounding out number five, bring your kids. Yes. <laughs> yes, so I was the mom who, man, these kids were probably, probably fresh out the womb. And I was like, well, where's brunch? Like, we, we, we're hitting, we, we still go on a Sunday dinner. Don't feel like, um, don't feel like you had to be, separate or you can only do kid things mm -hmm. um we're raising uh little individuals small people to be large individuals and they are very much a part of society the only way they'll know how to act in society is if you bring them outside <laughs> so i have always been the person that's like okay well if i'm going somewhere they're going somewhere too now of course everybody wants to have their space in their individual time and i completely get that but there are a lot of spaces that people don't think that children don't belong. And I kind of don't like that idea. I think that you can bring them to the museum. I think that you can bring them to the brunch. If um, I, like, I don't think it's a bad idea in most cases to have them with them. And also you can enjoy their company. And you know they got fun and interesting things to say. And they like hanging out with you. You'd be surprised. Or I'd rather, like my children love going to the museum. Like we could have the, the most wonderful conversations. It's fun to uh, the color coordinate with them. Like we, we just have a good time. Like I, I, they're they're enjoyable people. <laughs> Little ones that 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 they are that they mm -hmm. are. So real quick before we close out, so what's what's really tell us what's the latest and greatest in terms of um, that's happening? Because again, I folks call me to figure out what's going on. And I just find it always amazing how when I'm relaxing and I don't have nothing planned, mm -hmm. um, people will call me and I, I can't seem to tell them anything. Wow. <laughs> it's just like I, my mind goes blank. They're like, oh, where should I go for, for this? Where should I go for that? Um, so tell us, what, 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 are you, what are your thoughts in terms of what's, what's happening and what's going to be happening over the next course, other than the Preakness and right. the Jazzy Summer Nights? I know you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. All those things um, coming down the pipe because we're now, this is what, April? Yeah, we're mid-April. Yeah. So I have to let you in on a secret. I also have to refer to my own list when people ask me like, so what's going on? Point? And that's yeah. why I think it's so useful um, to actually have a, a list of like something to reference of like, all right, this is what you can do on any given day of the week. Um, so um, another big thing probably that's happening is uh, Flower Mart, which is um, just a, it's a, how do you explain it? It's about flowers. It happens in Mount Vernon, but it also has other different business vendors around. And then you also have the opportunity at that time, which doesn't happen all the time, to actually walk up the Washington Monument, um, which has 227 steps, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's a little bit of history for you there. Um, in terms of this week, what's happening there, there's, um, tomorrow 
there is a, a poetry night that's happening at Whitehall Mill, and it's by um, it's being hosted by famed poet and local poet. Um, I always say his name wrong, but um, uh, Kondwani. I might be messing his name up, but I know that it's happening tomorrow at Whitehall Mill. So that's like an event that I'm looking forward to. Okay, a lot, a lot of good stuff. A lot of yeah. good stuff. My, my first guest. Yeah, some happy hour. No shorts of happy hour happening in the city, you know. No, no it's, it's definitely not. Well, I, I want to thank you for joining today. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate you telling your story. Thank you for uh, having this me. This is the time that I, I, I hate is where we say goodbye to, to our guests. Um, so again, thank you for joining. I think we definitely need to connect a little more. Um, because again, I know on, on your website. All those events that you had, um, I, I was a part of one way or another. I, I do provide the whole VIP host experience for folks. So, you know, mm -hmm. not only can you point folks in the right direction, you can now make sure that they actually able to, to get in. Because as you know, a lot of those events are sometimes if you wait to the last minute, they're, they're sold out. Right. Um, yes. So, you know, so and, and, and we this Sunday, this Sunday, which Ram and bull for the. I was just about to ask you, so can I get a ticket from you? <laughs> we'll we'll talk. We'll we'll, okay. we'll talk because that will be a, a, a good event. A good event. Yeah. So, um, we'll we'll definitely make that happen. So again, thank you for joining. Appreciate you. appreciate you sharing your story, and um, I'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rich. All right. Talk to you soon. All right, folks, there you have it. Today we've had Marisol Johnson, um, State Farm Insurance Agent, uh, Marisol State Farm Agency, and we had Ken Nelson on the show today, um, the Charm City Maven, uh, providing all things good as it pertains to uh, events, entertainment, history of this great city of Baltimore. So. Again, I want to thank you for watching, tuning in. Um, ending a little early today, um, not feeling the best, but got to keep pushing forward. So I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for watching. Uh, this is Rich James saying goodnight. Thank you to Marisol Johnson. Thank you to Kendra Nelson. And more importantly, I want to say thank you to my executive producer, Monty. He's a great guy. Appreciate you. Until then, um, please, you can place your ad with us. Just go to beexposedradio.com slash advertise. You can reach out to Living a Rich Life, and um, we'll get you on the air. So until next week, continue to be inspired to live a rich life. This is Rich James saying good night. Thank you. Yeah.